Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? All right. All right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's the same old, same old, usually nowadays. <laughs> you know, as usual, when there's a new Hammerfall record coming out, I venerate you. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> And it's a good record. Thank, Thank you very you. much for the Hammer of like Dawn. It. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's fast. It really is, yeah. Um, not by design. No, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it... I didn't realize until we were, we had like six or seven songs and I looked at them as a package and I realized, well, there's a fast one and there's another fast one. There's an even faster one. <laughs> uh, I didn't really think about it when I was writing the songs. Um, not at the first anyway, but I think it's a product of, because a lot of the stuff on this album or part of, uh, uh, well, a lot of it was written on tour. Yeah. And uh, one on tour, you get that adrenaline kick from being on stage, and then you, you know, try to write some songs, and it it usually gets to that tempo. I don't know if that's that's at least part of it, but I don't really have a great explanation as to. I just think it's that's how it turned out. You said you wrote those songs on tour. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been much touring in the past couple of years. No, <laughs> true. That's <laughs> good thinking of you. Uh, no, that's right. I wrote uh, a lot of the stuff on tour. For example, Brotherhood is uh, written on the North American tour that we did with uh, Flotsam and Jetsam as a special guest in 2018. So that's a, yeah. an early one. Um, Hammer of Dawn was written in uh, Germany on tour. Uh, I began the song in Ludwigsburg and I finished it in Dresden. So, uh, <laughs> How know. exactly do you know all this? It's crazy. Uh, well, uh, for, it's easy because I remember when I, where I was when I started the song because I sometimes you have to, like when I come up with the riff, I record it in the computer uh, and I have to name the session something. And sometimes I just use the name of the city I'm in. So Ludwigsburg, easy. That was named Ludwigsburg for a while. And um, I, I, maybe three or four days after that show, we had a day off in Dresden. Uh, I felt I felt good. I felt like I'm, I'm going to try to finish, at least continue with this song now. Yeah. So I took a hotel room, uh, put up my stuff, my guitar and my, my recording stuff and a couple of beers to the side. And I spent the whole day recording it. Uh, and, and I know this was in Dresden because I finished the song there as well, which is quite unusual. But sometimes you're on a, on a roll things just flow and that was one of those times is it true that hammer of dawn is actually the name of a computer game no uh it's the name of a very powerful weapon in a computer game ah. um yeah it's the gears of war it's a franchise for the microsoft xbox and stuff right. and uh, they have this this weapon where you basically you use the weapon to laser tag what you want destroyed so yeah. um and this is the game with aliens and stuff so sometimes it's a you know huge Berserker, they call it, for example, the alien that you can't really kill uh, with, with anything else. You have to lure it out in the open. You tag it with a laser, and then from the, the top uh, comes the satellite and just vaporizes everything. So it's a really, really powerful weapon. Uh, but, but I just thought it was a cool name. I mean, I had this name in my, in my sort of song title bank uh, for, I don't know, 12 years, maybe, maybe more. I don't remember exactly <laughs> when I played the game the first time, but it's always been there. I felt... Gonna, I'm going to pull it out when I have a great time for a, a song that fits this. Um, and I've tried it or tasted it a little bit on the previous albums, but I never, it never really fit. Now it was the perfect time, so I brought it out for the song. 
And uh, because the song um, turned out so good, we felt, both Joachim and I felt that uh, we probably should name the album this because it's a good album title as well. It is, it is. But uh, I'm just, I'm just a little bit in shock and awe because if those songs were written on tour and you had no tours for probably the last two years, how many more songs do you have written in this time? Uh, well, would you like to know? <laughs> no, <laughs> Seriously, well, okay, I, I got stuff. Um, I got stuff, but what, what I, I wrote some, some things on the road. Uh, I began, like, for example, No Mercy and um, No Son of Odin were both began, begun during the vocal recordings for Dominion. Like when Joaquin was in the studio, we came back from the studio, I set my stuff up because I had inspiration still. I kept going. So I wrote uh, probably half of those songs there. So it's been it's been a constant uh, constant writing session for me. Uh, not anymore right now, but, but uh, up until I'd say six months, maybe into the pandemic, maybe yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, because the thing is, I write songs when I'm I don't have to be happy, you know. I don't have, don't have to be laughing, but I have to be in a good, content mood. Yeah. I have to be, you know, excited about stuff like touring, for example, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that's uh, um, when when we came back off the road. Um, so we finished the abs- the whole European tour that we were supposed to do at the end of February, and then two or three weeks later, the whole world shut down basically. Yeah. So we had got to finish what we were supposed to. That was really fortunate for us that we didn't have to yeah. cut anything short uh, of that. Um, and then I was kind of like, uh, I'm in a good good mood, but I'm also tired of traveling. So I saw this whole vacation, this whole uh, break as a vacation. And first, of course, like anybody, everybody else, I thought we're in March now. So maybe April, May, by May, this should be fading out. And June, we should be fine. You know, that was my initial yeah. reaction to everything. And little did I know, of course, you know, I had no idea. Uh, but uh, so once June rolled around, uh, I realized, okay, now we're not, now no, all the festivals are postponed or gone or whatever. Uh, this is a really bad situation for that. But I was still happy to be home because this was, I realized also this was my first uninterrupted by festivals or other travel uh, uh, that I could have a Swedish summer with my family. So yeah. I decided to look at it from that point of view instead of, you know, instead of focusing all of the bad stuff or why we could tour, I focused on. What, what this actually brought me, where the situation I was actually in. So I had a good time over the summer. I mean, I, I was enjoying myself. Uh, it really, I wrote a lot of stuff that summer as well. Um, you know, a lot, mm. of, a lot of songs. Uh, and then, um, let's say August, maybe September, when uh, the end of the summer was coming, I realized that, okay, so it was at the end of the summer, it was look, looking like the pandemic was, was uh, going down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second wave hit with full force. And all of a sudden it was, uh, you know, September, October. <laughs> uh, I had absolutely no idea of when, if, uh, when we're ever going to be on stage again. There was like nothing to look forward to. So that was a really dark period. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. that I, I got to finish as much of the songs as I could before that. Because yeah. after that, it was really difficult to find the right inspiration to write some stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked. I wrote Venerate Me, for example, from start to finish during this period. But that was hard. You know, it was weeks yeah. of nothing that yeah, I felt like the uh, weeks just flew by. I, I, maybe you were in the same situation where you don't have, you can't do part of what you have done for 25 years. Ah, yeah. It's been such a big part of what you're doing and a big part of where you get your, your energy from. Uh, all, that's all, all of a sudden not, not possible to do. Uh, and you didn't, you don't know when that's going to pick up again. 
that was difficult. So that was a dark period. But I, luckily, I only had a couple of more songs to finish. So I finished those. Uh, those took a long time, but I only had a few stuff to do, uh, and then I was done with the the, the songwriting. So uh, it, that it was a big uh, big change. So it's a big difference with this songwriting than some of the previous ones. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, unfortunately, radio never stops. I always had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> as long as you have your booth, your microphone, and a couple of controls, you're good, right? <laughs> oh, look, there's a CD. I'm going to Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, how, did you, how did you come to the idea that you were going to invite King Diamond for Venerating? Well, uh, this was... Um, basically, it was just a kind of a joke or like a, a non-serious suggestion or fun you know haha, yeah. wouldn't it be fun if because um, we we know king diamond a little bit uh, pontus our guitar player is a sound engineer as well so, and he's been working live on tours with king diamond for many years yeah so they kind of know each other fairly well but uh it's a long step from that from there to actually having the king on the on an album you know and i know especially since he doesn't really make a lot of cameos and stuff he doesn't make yeah. a lot of appearances you know yeah. so uh so i um I basically mentioned, because I had in, in mind when I wrote the song, I felt like this part, uh, this is how King Diamond or Merciful Fate would have done it back in the day if they wrote this song, kind yeah. of that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I mentioned something like that during the recording, like, well, wouldn't it be cool if, <laughs> like, that's ever going to happen? And Pontus said, I, I can ask him, you know, if you ask him, I'm sure he'll say yes. So he called him later that night and came back the next morning while he's in. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is this really happening? <laughs> uh, this is such a... It's such a, it came from nothing. It was just a weird idea or something that's never, ever going to happen because King Diamond is King Diamond. And we, we come from, you know, um, 30 years of, of more actually than that of, of being fans of King Diamond. So it's a, it's a huge deal for him, for us to have him do something like this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I realized why he hasn't done things like this uh, because, and, and I realized why he did it with us because he trusts us. He trusts Pontus uh, to... Yeah take care of his voice, you know, because for him, his voice is his trademark. That's exactly what King Diamond is. There's a lot of other stuff too, but his voice is really his absolute trademark, I think. And he wanted this voice to be handled in the correct way so that it represented his trademark so that yeah. you, you can hear it. And we were really, well, like we wanted to make him happy, of course. So we wanted to make, like we did everything we could to make, make um, King Diamond satisfied with this little part that he sung. Uh, and so uh, well, it was a bit of a, uh, he tried to explain what he was hearing and it's always sometimes difficult to explain sound to, yeah. to people or, or, you know, a feeling, but, uh, in the end we got there and, uh, I, I think he was happy with the result and he, um, he, uh, well, he said he was happy. So I hope, I hope that was cool. Uh, we sent him several different vari variations and for us, the details, like the feedback he gave us was like a half decibel up or, you know, yeah. it's really small. Yeah. But he was very careful with exactly what he wanted, which I totally 100% respect. We just wanted to make him happy. And I think we did in the end. And by doing that, we made ourselves happy. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's funny, an unbelievable have, feeling. You have you have all those great singers. Probably Joachim is the same. But I, I remember having a soundtrack with Ronnie James Dio on stage. And I, I saw his, his monitor guy. Like uh -huh. getting exactly the yeah. monitor sound that he wants. Yeah. That's incredibly, you know. Yeah. Fine, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they they and they've been around for so long. I mean, they've do, done it for decades. They know exactly yeah. what they need or what they want to hear. So, it's, yeah. And the, the great thing about this song is, like, if you know King Diamond, but you don't know he's appearing on on Venerate Me, and you hear Venerate Me, uh, the second he starts singing, 
that's King Diamond. You can hear it so, like right away. And that's exactly what we wanted. It's 100% exactly why we wanted to have this. Because we, we as fans of King Diamond, wanted to have him on, on a Hammerfall record. Just as a bucket list kind of thing. So we're super, super happy about that. Yeah, this is great. For the next week, we go like, I wonder what happens if James Hetfield sings this. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I know him. No, no, I know. Of course, I was kidding. But no, yeah, well, you can always dream. That, that goes to show that, you know, even the, the wildest dreams can sometimes come true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Uh, speaking of dreams, the record is going to be in the stores on Friday. True. Is that gonna? Is this something where you go like, oh, "I'm excited. I wonder how the how the people is gonna react to them," or you go like, "Lo and behold, it's another majestic record. Just buy it and bow down." Um, well, uh, after so many records, it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, okay, let me explain so I don't yeah. come off uh, yeah. wrong here. But the thing, first of all, we've been doing this, uh, waiting for this album to come out. We were ready five months ago, which is yeah. a long time before. Normally it's like three, but due to the pandemic and the, the vinyl factories, we had to hand in everything five months in advance instead yeah. of, as opposed to three. So we've been sitting on this for a long time and I just can't wait to, to know, not have to you know, be careful with everything. No, no secrets anymore. Now it's all out. Yeah. Uh, that's that's going to be great. But I also are am super, super happy with the album. I think it turned out really well on a lot of like the little, little things, like songwriting. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's always there. I, I, I wouldn't uh, let the song leave my my um, my computer or or you know get recorded unless I was really happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but okay, things can change and then you know whatever. But. I'm really happy with everything, but all the little details in everything, that's what I'm really happy about. Uh, like, for example, the energy level of the performance is something that I, I don't think we have achieved since Glory to the Rave, to be honest with you. Uh, as, as, right. as, because we tried to get that live performance thing, and Glory to the Rave, we were just young guys. They didn't know anything, had no time to record it, just went in there and recorded. Of course, that's going to be very energetic. Yeah. Um, and we tried to create that live atmosphere again in the studio many times. And I think on Dominion, we sort of achieved it, but mm -hmm. uh, it's even even more prominent with Hammer of Dawn. And that's one of my favorite parts of, of this album, uh, because I know the stuff is good. I know we, we record with great people. We got great sounding stuff. We, we know how to produce an album and we work with people who know how to produce a mixed album. Uh, so that's I'm not worried about that part. Uh, I, I'm just and to answer it's the second part of your question, I am always happy with a hammerful record uh, i always think that people should go out and check it because it's going to be great <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is i don't write music to please anybody else i write yeah. music to please myself and to please us the hammerful is hammerful whatever we do is uh something that we are are happy with and that's how it started you know 25 years ago or or even more uh we were we're just going to want to be a heavy metal band playing the type of music that we love that Back in those days, not many people, or at least no new bands, were actually doing. Yeah. So, uh, so, and we didn't think we we're gonna go anywhere or or achieve anything really back then. Uh, and that feeling is still the same. You know, we wrote music for ourselves, uh, and I always use my gut feeling, my my gut to, like, it, to determine if a song is good or not. You know, yeah. I try to listen to it as a fan. Uh, if I'm, uh, it's really difficult when you have write, written the song yourself. But I usually, at various intervals throughout the songwriting process, I go and just press play, uh, lean back, and, and just try to think about it. And just let the music 
you know, and come into my ears without analyzing it too much, you know, just yeah. let to, to feel the music more than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's always how I've done, done it. That, that is how I determine if the song is good or not and worthy of, of being on a powerful album or not. And it, well, it's worked pretty well so far, I'd say. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to keep doing that. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we've worked once. Yeah, man. <laughs> what about the other guys? Do they go like, no, we don't like the song. If you come up with something, they go like, you know, it's uh, gonna be discussed. are there discussions? Uh, no, <laughs> that, no, that, that's, that's never happened. I mean, I don't know. Then never, nobody's ever said anything. Uh, yeah. I do a lot of back and forth with Joachim. Like I send him stuff and, uh, I've I gotten like 60% of this song. Do you think it's the right direction? Can we have this on the album? Whatever, if I'm a bit unsure. You yeah, know? Yeah. He does He does the same with me. Just uh, sends me back stuff. Like I put this vocals on here. What do you think of the verse? And whatever. Um, so we, we do a lot of back and forth like that. But the other guys aren't really involved in that process. Uh, and that's by design. Yeah, you know, we have, yeah. Joachim and I are the only ones since the first album. We are the ones who write almost all of the music. We had the vision from begin the beginning. It's still our vision in a lot of ways, but we we all we need all of us, all five members, to work together, of course, to realize it. Yeah. That's no you know out of the question. But uh, the musical aspect is is always comes from Joachim and myself, and the the other guys seem to be fine with that. I mean, Pontus contributes sometimes with a song here and there, or a riff here and there. Uh, but uh, the other guys, I mean. The only feedback I, I get is either nothing or a great song. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we'll see when once the album is out what people think about it. But <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned the glory to the brave, and uh, I know you know when you go back out on tour now, and it's gonna happen in summer. You know, the soonest or in 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 spring. Uh, you have new songs you want to play. You do everything, but then again, you have a 25 year anniversary. Glory to the Brave. Yeah, true. How but do you deal with those anniversaries? You have uh, uh, yeah. Crimson Thunder 2002, yeah, 20 years. You can't get uh, get too fo uh, hung up on those things because yeah. there's not going to be another anniversary in five years that collides with something else. So uh, for we, we decided that, or this was actually Neutral Dance's idea, but they wanted to do these 20-year anniversary editions of Glory to the Brave, which we did in 90. Seven Legacy of Kings a year after, and Renegade came out last year because of the pandemic. Yeah. It was delayed for a year, uh, and in conjunction with those, the tours that we did in those, like when the album actually celebrated 20 years, we did uh, sort of a our tribute, I guess you could say. We played a song or two extra from that album. We yeah. did a medley with a bunch of stuff that we, you know we haven't done in a while, or maybe ever, uh, just to give that album a little bit extra love. Uh, and we did that for the 20. So I think we're going to continue with that. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, let's see what happens in uh, five years when uh, Glory to the Rage turns 30. You know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but uh, this this year, I think uh, Crimson Thunder will be under the microscope a little bit more. We haven't really discussed that very well because of the tour being uh, delayed and everything. But um, I think that, that that's probably what's going to happen. It's funny because, you know, even after 20 years, I still cannot grasp the concept of a thunder being crimson. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, I, I, I came up with this title, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, I know that I got it from somewhere and there was some, some thinking behind it. I think I got it from a book, Yeah. but, um, I don't really know what, what the reasoning was. Um, I, I think it, it sort of alluded to the music, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the crimson thunder running through our veins and the music is sort of the thunder. I, I don't know, or something like that. I don't know. I think that's what, what it was. It's, it's funny. You know, time, yeah, you, have a, 
You know, we, we were looking forward the whole time, obviously, like so many people did, uh, the tour with you guys and Halloween. Yeah. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to be gonna happen, yes, again, but it's sure. going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I might like to think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that, that you kind of, I mean, you've known it, you know each other, you, you've met each other, you probably played mm -hmm. together, but it's still like you go out with a band that must be some, some kind of your idol once you started Hammerfall. Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's weird to get to know the people who you listen to when you grew up, uh, yeah. like, like the guys in Halloween. But that's the way it is. I mean, they, they, uh, everybody, uh, we haven't, we don't know, I don't know everybody in the band, but uh, most of them I know uh, fairly well, at least. Yeah. Uh, and some of them better than others, of course. But, but I, it's funny to be, be able to call your, your, uh, the people you listen to like that, your friends. It's really interesting. And then now we're going on tour with them. So that's, that's, that's another layer to it. But you can't, you cannot escape the fact that Hammerfall are heavily influenced by Halloween. There's no question about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I discovered Halloween with uh, Keeper of the Seven Keys. Probably the second one, I don't remember really, but one or two, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. It was 88, 87 or 88, I think. Uh, and, but Joachim has been listening to, to the band since, you know, since Judas. So he, he, uh, right. He's an right. old school, hardcore, hardcore fan of, of Halloween. Uh, and, but that's, you know, so they definitely played a role. And for example, in the nineties, um, not that many heavy metal albums were released with, you know, we had this classic heavy metal melodic vocals and all that's that stuff. True. Yeah. Uh, and I, in my opinion, Halloween produced two albums in, uh, with master of the rings and the time of the oath yeah. that I think ri rivals anything that they ever done before or after. Yeah. So uh, I think that they were really important uh, in the '90s for us as well, you know, from for forming Hammerfall and stuff. So, so yeah, you cannot understand, overstate the, the importance of Halloween for us. That you know, it's it's a huge huge deal for us. You're gonna be special guest. How much time of playing gives you that for each night? Yeah. So that's uh, why we were so well. We were so excited to go on this tour for a lot of reasons. But what <laughs> they they have they have treated us really well. It, it, yeah. it really made us feel like they want us to be on the road with them. Like they, yeah. they feel like we, 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 um, we give something, add something uh, to the tour. Uh, so they, they have, uh, we're going to be playing for 75 minutes, which is oh, yeah. really nice. I mean, it's close to a headline set anyway. So yeah. that's yeah. going to be great. We, we, you know, we got space on, on the, on the, on the stage and stuff. So it's going to be really, it's, it's not actually a co-headline tour, but a little bit. Yeah, you know, where it's kind of like between co-headlining and special guests, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but it's called United Forces anyway. So that's a uh, you know that, that that means that we're working all working towards the same goal regardless. So and that's it, it's fucking fun. You know, yeah, I think it's cool as hell to be to be doing this. And like you said, it's gonna happen sooner or later. Now the new dates are all spread out all over. Uh, you know, but it feels to me like we're in a better place now. Uh, like uh, pandemic-wise, I mean, yeah. that, that uh, of course, you should never say never. Things can change, but it, like if you follow the virus, uh, it seems like every wave was less, uh, less lethal, you know, less yeah. severe, yeah. Um, uh, uh, severe um, symptoms. Uh, and 
also a very lot more contagious. So hopefully, yeah. maybe not yet, but soon we'll be be uh, rid of this whole thing. Uh, uh, like, or it, it's been the the virus will be weak enough that it won't kill so many people because it still kills people. You got to remember it that. Does. It you know, does. You open the borders and and everything. Yeah, freedom, but it still kills a bunch of people every day. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, people should be a little bit careful about how they handle their daily business. I'm not saying stay in or lock your doors or whatever, but, you know, try to live your life normal, but think of what you're doing. You know, don't yeah. uh, cough in your hands and shake hands or, or, you know, dip your hand into the peanuts at the bar or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, stuff like that, you know, wash your hands and take care. Uh, don't do anything stupid. That's that's and then we'll be rid of this thing for once and for all. That's that, that's the best thing, or at least uh, it will. Society will go back to normal uh, sooner. And so my hope is that um, for when these tours or these shows are actually scheduled next time, that there's a much better chance. I didn't know this back then, obviously. Yeah, you know when we when the tour was announced in the first place. Yeah. But it feels like then it was much more uncertain. What's the future going to hold? A year, two years, who knows? Yeah. But now I think that we're in a better place to say that in six months or whenever it was like actually less, but you know, um, it's less and more, I think, because the first shows are in May and June and then the, we go on, uh, you know, August, September, December, whatever. Uh, but I think we're in a better place. We can, we can e- more easily predict the future now with the virus than we could uh, uh, when the tour was announced. So I, I'm, very positive these these shows are going to happen one once uh, when they're supposed to now i don't think we're going to see any more delays with this yeah yeah i think so too i'm uh, i'm quite positive and optimistic about it too you know who's going to yeah. be the happiest guy on this tour with halloween and hammerfall um, be Hel- halloween drummer danny luble because he, had, he doesn't <laughs> have to play for three and a half hours anymore all right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get, to, unfortunately didn't get to see them on that tour that they did. No, uh, didn't. no oh. I didn't. They, we were, they were played, played here in Gothenburg, uh, but we weren't home. We were, I, I wasn't home. I think we were on, on a festival summer or whatever. Cause I know some of the guys saw them in Stockholm the, the you know, a day or two after that. Mm. But uh, yeah, obviously I live in Gothenburg and we haven't crossed any path across paths on any festivals. That's uh, the weirdest thing. So, because you know, when I when there's bands that I like uh, that I want to see on a festival, I always go and make make a point out of seeing them because I I like you know I don't want to miss miss the band. But um, that hasn't worked out unfortunately during those years when they were before the last album. You know, when they were doing that reunion tour or whatever. I don't remember what they called it, but it was. uh, But yeah, so reunion, yeah. Yeah, they call it something special. I read an interview in an old magazine. Something pumpkins united. Exactly, that's what it was. Thank you. Uh, and now it's United Forces, so it's I guess it's a good name for it. Uh, but yeah, I, it's going to be fun as hell to see it live. Uh, I like I said, I haven't seen it, so which means I also haven't seen Kai Hansen and Mikael Kiske together with the the voice again. So uh, I, yeah, yeah, I really can't wait for that. Yeah, that's true. It's good. <laughs> You're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I will. I have no more further questions, Your Honor. Thank you very much. All right, for cool. To us. That's good. I'm going to go pick up my son from uh, from uh, school. Yeah, I'm going to go home now too. Had <laughs> <Okay>, enough <laughs> for today. <laughs> uh, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Good luck with the record. Yep. And thank uh, you very much. Yeah, thanks for a great I, chat. I expect I expect nothing else than number one on the German record charts. Don't worry about that. Uh, well, fingers crossed. <laughs> or how do you do it? Something with thumbs in Germany. I heard. Go like this. 
Or you, you, you hold your thumb. You, you yes, exactly. Thumb. That's what we do this in Sweden too. We hold ah, your thumb. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we don't do this. Uh, but they, in English, they do this. So, yes, hold your thumb. Ah, English. Yeah, they, okay. uh, well, <laughs> since we're talking in English, it's usually ah, yeah, this right, way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, hold your thumbs. Thank you very much. And it's super nice to talk to you. Talk All to right. You. I'll see you soon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.